you're looking for one of the most beautiful and playable custom acoustics on the planet, look no further than Ed Rice at Toeir Guitars. Ed is a true artist, transforming exotic woods into magnificent, sweet-sounding instruments. Go to toeirguitars.us, that's T-O-I-R-G-U-I-T-A-R-S.us, and contact Ed today. Hey everybody, Brad and I want to say thank you for listening and thank you for the support. Please continue to listen and share this podcast on all platforms that you can. And if you'd like to support us monthly, we're set up now where you can go to anchor.fm slash Recording, hit the support button, 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99 per month. Any amount would be greatly appreciated. Now back to the podcast. Recording podcast episode 114. What's going on, Neil? What's up, buddy? Doing pretty well, man. Have you recovered from yesterday? <laughs> no, I'm, <laughs> I'm working on it right now. Evidently, <laughs> see, I didn't even realize that I was hungover until like Kim pointed it out to me just a few minutes yeah. ago. I was like, yeah. man, I don't, I don't, my head kind of hurts and I just couldn't get moving today. And Kim's like, did you have too much fun last night? I was like, well, possibly. No, not, not too, too much, much fun. <laughs> we had a good time. Man, we got another great guest here. We've got Kevin Niehoff. Ah. Kevin, did I say your name right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I should have checked that before the podcast, <laughs> but we'll just go with it now. Yeah. Well, welcome, Kevin. Cool. Thanks, guys. I'm glad yeah. to be here. Yeah, dude. I got a uh, sneak peek at Kevin live at the barn the other day that, that you didn't go to. <sighs> Man, I was, telling, I was telling Neil I had every intention of being there, and I just, it just, totally, I just totally forgot about it. That place is awesome. Isn't it, was, it amazing? Yeah. It was, dude. Had you ever been there before? No, it was my first time. Hey, you got to go there for a show. Oh, oh it's, it's amazing. The yeah. show's amazing. Yeah, it's so much fun. It's just like intimate, man. Especially yep. now that you've been there. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have, uh, we're going to finish off that uh, smoked maple that Doug brought the other night. Knob Creek Doug. smoked maple. Yeah, dude, this is uh, really syrupy. Uh, goodness. I was telling Kevin, Kevin said he's not a big bourbon guy. So I said, well, this would be perfect for you. Yeah. Cheers, Cheers, man. Cheers, Kevin. Cheers, Cheers, Kevin. I'll reach in. Gotcha. Oh, man. It's like I said the other night. It it tastes like it would be good on pancakes. (laughs) (laughs) If it was a little bit thicker, man. So, at at, uh, Biscuit Belly, we go to the Biscuit Belly. Um, Mostly on Tuesdays, I'm starting to get a schedule like you. Tuesday's the Biscuit Belly day. (laughs) So, Kevin and I will go to Biscuit Belly, and they have this thing called the Boozy Bird. And the Boozy Bird is uh, you can get it with a shot of bourbon or without a shot of bourbon. For breakfast. For breakfast, man. Hey, breaking the rules. Sometimes you do it, sometimes you don't. (laughs) You know, depends what type of morning it is. (laughs) I've never had bourbon with breakfast. I've had Bloody Mary's. Yeah, well, they serve those too. But I don't think I've ever had bourbon for breakfast. The last one, I think it was a mimosa. (laughs) We uh, stayed away from the bourbon. (laughs) All right, Kevin, we really don't drink as much as it sounds like, I don't think, do we? <laughs> it just depends how many podcasts we have a week. Yeah, that's true. And what else happens? All right, Kevin, we've been looking forward to this, man. I'm glad you could join us. Yeah. Why don't, you, uh, why don't you start us off? Why don't you go back 
to childhood and tell us about your early memories of music. And then hold on before we start that, I do want to say that I got a, a, a message yesterday, an Instagram message from, I believe it was Chris Donahue. And it was a, uh, Kevin's stuff. Hey, you need to have this guy on, man. He's really good. He's <laughs> Is that really, right? I said, ah, funny enough, man, we're having him on tomorrow. <laughs> He's like, all right. That's, that's funny. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you got endorsed. Well, good for you, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> you come endorsed. All right. Sorry. Now cool. we can start back with the... Oh, sorry. Did I finish <laughs> no. the question? No, no. Where was I in it? The beginning. We'll start all over. <laughs> so take us back to childhood and, and tell us about your early memories of music. And then where did you realize you're going to make music a big part of your life. Yeah. I would say when I was like a, almost like a baby or like two or three or four, like I would always ride around with my dad in his car. Like he had a Jeep and he had like a bunch of Beatles CDs. So like that's all I, I remember from my childhood, just like riding around in that Jeep and like listening to those songs, like just all different eras. But um, just like mm. that was the first. Big Beatles fan, Freaking huh? Beatles yeah. do it, man. Yeah. They do it every time. Yeah. yeah. And it was, it was a lot of their early stuff too. Like I, I find that like the Beatles for Sale album with like eight days a week is like the stuff that I kind of gravitate towards rather than the later stuff. But that's just me. I know it's probably an unpopular opinion, but... No, you yeah. know what's funny? Um, when I was in... in the, I, You just kind of spurred the memory, I think. But when I was in... Uh, I guess it was like pre-K and it was at Fairdale High School. Um, I, you I, started high school that early? I did. It was pre-K. <laughs> I, and I still to this day remember the the whoever the teacher was would play Beatles records and they were the early like I want to hold your hand and she loves me all those songs that are so fun and and bright for especially when you're young but yeah dude I you know what that's wild that I I'm, I'm old and I remember I remember <laughs> that I remember I specifically I was probably just- what four Kevin I, just busted some crust off your brain, yeah, man. <laughs> no, it's, it's been a long time. I used to remember it before I forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Sorry about that. No, you're man. good. So the Beatles at four. <laughs> yeah. And then I guess only like around that time too, I have two older sisters and uh, they were right around the age of being like big John Mayer fans when he got famous, um, if you're familiar with him. But oh, like, oh, yeah. Um, I, I was riding around their car too, just like listening to like Room for Squares and heavier things. Like those are the two main like artists I remember from my childhood. And it turns out they're my two favorite artists today. It's kind of funny how that happens, but just stuck, huh? Yeah. You can see that influence in your music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure we can dive a little bit deeper into that, but there's definitely in your playing, in your tone, and a lot of the things you do musically, you can definitely hear the John Mayer influence. With two older sisters, I'm sure that's all they wanted you to play when you start playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, that's all I did play for the first, I mean, that's all I learned for the first, like, few years I was playing was just, like, I would YouTube just John Mayer tutorials, and that's basically all I did. But. Yeah. Dude, I remember uh, Room for Squares and when that came out, and it was so good. I mean, I just, it was so good. Both of those records, the the, the, the demos. Yeah. Um, and just really hearing a songwriter, because I listened to, as a matter of fact, I listened to that record 10 days ago, just to go back and be like, is it, was, is it as good as I thought it was? Because it, it was influential for me in that time. Okay. Um, to have a, a guitar player tell a story 
to be able to play how he played, and it was different than than any you know he plays different than anybody else. So if you do learn that stuff, you're you're expanding your uh, musical notebook for sure. Yeah, you know, especially if you started playing that stuff. But I remember how influential and, and catchy, and uh, when it was stripped down, how great some of that stuff really hit you. Yeah, and you, I mean like. It's called Inside Once Out. It's like the little yeah. like demo thing. And that's really what I listen to with my sisters. It's like that's yeah. what I mainly remember. But then also like Room for Squares as well. But yeah. Inside Once Out was the... It was awesome. Yeah. It took me a while to uh, to appreciate how good of a guitarist he is. Oh, as far as guitar player, he's one of the... Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't realize that early on. I yeah. hate watching him sing. But you know, <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, it's terrible. But yeah. he, uh, you know, everything else he does is so phenomenal. That's the one thing, like with the with the the your ability to play. Which, like I said, we'll dive into that. And like when you started playing, and when you really did, you take formal lessons for like a little bit, like a few months. That's but, the way uh, we get a lot of that. Yeah. So where did you take them? Yeah. So I, it was at um, Bazani's, the music place like on it's on Barstown Road by like Papa John's and exactly like exactly where it is I've been there how old were you when you started playing yeah so I, I was 17 I just started junior year of high school so no kidding yeah so I and like like when I started I was just like YouTubing John Mayer stuff and then a few months in I finally was like I'll I'll try lessons like we'll see and it was just the same like like you have a lesson book thing and you're playing like Mary had a little lamb and like just like the one note stuff, like the classical stuff that you start out with. And oh, I yeah. just, it just was like, I mean, I, I see the value in it now, but like then I just didn't really well, see it. Well, how do they do that though? That's tough. But I'll tell you why, because that, what's the name? Uh, the Ben Zines. Bazanis is the yeah. Okay. So 2317 Barchtown Road, I do believe is that guess, <laughs> but for real. They're an old school instrument shop. I mean, there's barely guitars on the wall when you walk in that place. They're not like the hip spot. So when when I envision them giving lessons, that's what I envision really? them giving. Yeah, because I don't think they're guitar centric. I think they're more string centric, uh, violin, right. those type of things. But if you would have went four blocks down the the uh, Bargetown Road and ended up at like Doo-Wop, mm-hmm. which is a little bit more of a center for younger aspiring players and and the people that work there. Generally, you know, 20s, mid-20s, 30s that are teaching and doing those things. So it's kind of a little bit more. Would have probably been up your alley a little bit more at 17, but I would have... What led you to that spot instead of... Yeah. So my my dad has a big family and like he has a bunch of brothers that like play and he plays as well. So he, they're all self-taught like guitar and piano. Um, and their dad also, like my grandfather plays trombone and he played in like a traveling jazz band around Louisville for a while until COVID hit. So, um, oh, wow. but like they're family friends with the Bizani. So that's really why oh, okay. I went there. Um, and even like in grade school, I took piano lessons for a few months, but it was the same thing where like, yeah. it just, the lesson books just weren't, it just didn't stick with me. And, yeah. and at that point, I also didn't have any music I was like really into. Yeah. Like, so I, like, I feel like that's the most important thing is like having stuff that you really want to play. Mm-hmm. to like, yeah, you just hear about too many kids that get, you know, that are run off from lessons because of that piano, guitar, whatever, just because of playing music that you 
don't really enjoy. Yeah. And you can definitely learn that way, but it's just not conducive to most people that want to do that type of stuff and, and, and pick not, up not those Not too skills. many kids. Not kids. Definitely not kids. Yeah, I mean. But it, it also is like when you're a kid and you get that type of lesson and that's your first lesson, you don't think that lessons come any other way. So it discourages you, right. you from, from, you know, jumping somewhere else and giving it a try. Like, you know, that's why a lot of these kids that start with rock school and mm-hmm. those type of things are so fortunate because they're getting the classics. They always get the classics, you know, the ACDCs and the easy stuff to play, but it, it really um, lets them know if that's something they want to do. It makes so much more sense to me to go that route because then, yeah. you know, as you get locked in and, and the bug bites you, then you're going to start have the desire to start wanting to do drills and learn different right. scales yeah. and, you know, you're, yeah. gonna, you're gonna be more mo- motivated to do those things that nobody really really likes to do, but you're gonna know why you need to do it to get yeah. better. That's a good point. Yeah, like question. You you start questioning. Oh, I want to learn that. How do I learn that? How do I? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I mean, I I just saw like on YouTube the other day. I saw a clip of John Mayer doing some like random like little riff, and he was like, "I do this for practice sometimes." And I just like at that point sat down. I was like, "All right, I want to try and do this now because like he does it, so it must yeah. be important." But yeah. I'm pretty sure he does like tutorials all the time on yeah. TikTok or something. Yeah. All right, here's how I play this. And he like, <laughs> that's uh, cool. Yeah, which is, he just had recently, and I guess in the past year, started doing that, just showing all of his chops and all, but here's why I do this. Here's how I play this. Here's, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. He's a, yeah, he's a genius though. So it's like, oh, okay. yeah, it's easy. It's, it's easy to say, like, <laughs> this is how you do it. And then you try to, and it's just impossible. Yeah, I mean, but, he's what Berkeley trained. Yeah. yeah, he's a he's a the real deal. So, relatively speaking, in in terms of uh, how long a lot of guitarists have played, you haven't really been playing that long. Yeah, I, coming up on six years, I think. But yeah, I mean, it's just I don't. It's I. It's all I did for like the first two years I was playing was just like once I found out about that music, I just every day after school would come home and play for like two or three hours, and that's just what I did. Yeah. But, yeah. At that age, that's how you make leaps. Yeah. When did you decide or how did it come about that you you uh, started playing out in public for people, you know, as a performer? Yeah. I, when I first started, I was like deathly afraid of playing in front of anyone. Like I, I just didn't want to do it. But I, like once I got into college and um, I think my, I played my first like gig when I was, a, it, so, it was sophomore year for my fraternity, like philanthropy event. And so I, like I was just in the backyard of a house and like I'd, I learned like a bunch of covers and just played it. And that was like the first time that I did it. And it was really just because they like wanted some live music and like people knew that I played, but no one had really seen me. So I just, it was my first chance. Like, I just sh- heard it coming out of your frat room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what about like the singing? Uh, because I, I mean, you got a great voice, definitely better than John Mayer's <laughs> voice, which I, I do like John Mayer, but that's, you know, um, so was that always could you always sing yeah it just goes back to like my dad's family being just musically inclined I think that's just I was just like kind of born with that like I've I've always like I never really liked to sing but like it's always just been something I could do a little bit so but that's just that yeah I've never like taken lessons but I've actually I've thought about taking lessons now I feel like now that I care about it more it would be beneficial but Mm -hmm. yeah just uh, being taught how to breathe right right Definitely. So how nervous were you at that first oh uh, frat party? Oh yeah. my God. 
Dude, you're in front of a bunch of like your boys too. Dude. Yeah. Be or were you drunk? Or were you drunk and no. nervous? No, <laughs> no, it, no. It's probably <laughs> too young at that point. Yeah. yeah. But uh, no, I, that was fine because it was my friends, so like I was more comfortable. But like, uh-uh, that's usually worse. I don't know. Did you did you really just say he was too young to be drunk? Yeah. <laughs> at, at a you friend can't, house, you can't drink in college. <laughs> right. Uh, you can't drink till you're 21, man. Yeah. I'm sure neither one of my kids drank till they're 21. I, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry. No, you're, no, you're good. We get we get sidetracked sometimes. Often. <laughs> Often. Absolutely. Um. But then, like, soon after that, I played at like this bar by Uval's campus called the Granville Pub. So like, my right. first like gig out, and so Got that the was itch. Yeah. It once. Yeah. And like, it was the same deal. Like all my friends were there, and like. I was I, I always I got nervous a lot, but like once I did it, it was fine. But like you got to get over the hump of playing first and like getting comfortable. Like uh, like understanding a crowd when you're playing is like half the battle. I feel like when you're gigging, but yeah, yes. There's there's two ways to do it too, though. There's there's like listening to the crowd, or there's taking over a room. Like when this guy used to play, he'd take over a room. You <laughs> come in in an all pink uh, suit and just has to make up for <laughs> lack of talent. <laughs> but dude, but you know that's there. There are ways to do it. I don't know if like the type of music that you actually play. I guess that kind of plays into it. I guess if you like, it, it's easy for Ozzy Osbourne to come in and take over a space because he's playing this loud, in your face thing. Do you usually do solo acoustic? Yeah. And like, I'll, I'll play, like, I'll do like some electric stuff too. Just like, just solo as well. But, um, just knowing like, I guess like when, like, cause I mean, I, I know like crowd favorite songs like that I'll play, but like, I'm not like, you just got to know when to play them. I think it's something I've definitely realized like recently is like understanding when, like, cause I've played more like later gigs. So oh, like yeah. that's, that crowd's different from playing it yeah. the, in the afternoon. So yeah. like, and the type of shows you're playing, uh, you know, if you're playing an all original show with other people, or if you're playing a gig that you got to cover three hours and right. play, every situation has its own like way you have to read it. So you can't just be able to read like you're talking a situation at night or a situation at day. It's also, or does the crowd listen to the music, or are they listen? talk over the music? Do they talk? Do they? Uh, I don't know how to say this. Uh, how proper of a crowd, like high class, high dollar of a crowd is it compared to, is it a party crowd? You know I mean? There's so many things that you have to kind of like. You can have a high dollar party crowd. (laughs) Sometimes I guess. (laughs) (laughs) But let's listen to a Kevin Niehoff song. Tell us about um, degrees of separation. Yeah. So uh, that's the title track off my, like for like debut album um, I released last month. Um, I last month last new month, yeah twenty fifth fairly fairly new um, less than a month yeah uh, I wrote it like probably around like a year ago maybe like ten ten eleven months um, and then um, yeah I mean I I went through a breakup like a year ago so like it's just like this album is really just about kind of that and like me just figuring out like how to be me I don't and that's just like. I don't know. That's what it is, huh? Yeah. All right, let's check it out. Mm-hmm. 
not the same Time heals but separates me from what I want And I don't know why I thought that you'd be the first to call I'll admit I was wrong I know they say Separation only makes you stronger But I don't feel so strong Cause I'm six degrees of separation From my fingers dialing my love through the phone And I know that it's 2am But I can't find a reason that I shouldn't call John Mayer could be playing that theme part right there. Yeah. The tone and everything. Even down to the... Sounds great. Even down to the guitar. Yeah, that, that was Silver Sky, man. That thing's nice. Yeah. That is nice. I saw the SE just came out. I was like, ooh, I can do a cheap one. Yeah. Where did you see his guitar? At the barn. You should have been. It was oh, awesome. It was yeah. a real good time. I, I, was like, I was like, look at this guy. He brought a guitar. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I, I didn't bring a guitar on purpose. I was like, dude, I'm not making any mistake that I'm going to be playing one of my guitars tonight. Yeah. Well, so I, I brought it. So I'm like, I'm friends with Dusty. I yeah. know he's, a, he's a fan of the podcast or he's a friend of the podcast, but mm -hmm. um, he like, we've been like playing a lot recently and he just texted me and he was like, yo, you should come to this place. Like it's called the barn. Like it's really, you can look it up on Facebook. It's pretty cool. Like we're just going to jam. And he was like, and bring your guitar. And I was like, Did he really? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's why, that's why I brought it. But, yeah. Well, he must be a friend of the podcast because he was like, which one of these you want me to restring for you? I was like, dude, I'm going to play them all, so don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. So how long have you known Dusty? Um, Like six, seven months now. Mm -hmm. it, like, so our, our moms are friends. So when I released the call this summer, like my mom posted about it and his mom saw it on Facebook and showed him. And so I guess he liked it. So he like reached out to me and we just connected that way. So... He ain't afraid to reach out, is he? No. Okay. He's awesome. Yeah. yeah. He's great. He's he knows no enemies. No. Yeah. If yours in me, kick rocks. I don't like <laughs> Yeah. Shame <laughs> on you. Shame on you, man. Yeah. So where did you record this album? Yeah. I In my room. That's... Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, I was in my, like, house I lived in for college still last year when I started on this. So, um, I, like, it was... The room was pretty good, like, without any treatment. So, I, I did all the guitar and vocals and... Um, all the percussions. Uh, Easy drummer too. Pr pr program. Well, no, I, I just did like <laughs> like programming, just like super basic. But it was like I, I use Ableton Live for my DAW, um, and so I just I've been using it for a while now. So I kind of figured out how to make drums sound semi real. Like yeah. I, that's that's my main like gripe with the album is like it's just like I I can tell that all the drums are fake. But um, you just told everybody. I know. Well, <laughs> I mean, it, I don't know, they're fine, not fake but. actually. Yeah, they're real drums well, somewhere real along drums. the line. Somewhere, yeah. somebody yeah, played those somebody drums. Played yeah. them. Somebody played them and probably recorded them way better than anybody in this room ever did. <laughs> right. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> well, I mean, that's uh, it's what it is. Is clean. I mean, it's a super clean recording, man. You know, um, and it's mixed well. Everything sits. It's yeah. it's very well done. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, and like so, 
after I graduated, I had like a month before I started work. So that's just kind of what I got into for that month was just like producing and all that. I mean, like, because I had done it before, but I'd never like really sat down and been like, I need to know how to do this or else I'm not gonna be able to record an album. So it was kind of out of necessity, but I just was on YouTube looking up like how to EQ guitar stuff and how to like, how to compress vocals and all that kind of stuff. And like, I, I have a basic understanding now, but... Um, hey, you did a good job. Thank yeah. you. Did you play bass also? Mm-hmm. So you played bass, guitar, vocals, and you programmed the drums and then yep. mixed it and mastered it and everything. Yep. You didn't. I've been doing everything I can not to buy Easy Drummer too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like everything I can not to buy. Like I don't. Yeah. I need it though. Yeah, you need it, man. But I'm then not... I got that drum set delivered by Brent yesterday, well, so now it's like. <laughs> <laughs> but then I got to remember that I'd have to play them, and I I can't do that. I'm not yeah. that same beat every song. I know I did pretty good yesterday, though, right? Yeah, I'm working on it, man. There you go. <laughs> yeah, dude. I have a I have a like a uh, quick trap beat that I play for everything. <laughs> <laughs> You got a good sound though out of out of that room. Cool. Yeah, no, yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, it was it was especially good for vocals. Like the the floor was carpeted, so like it was all just really nice for that. But you know, sometimes that happens, dude. You just have the right space. Yeah. You know how Brent's drums were recorded in the basement of his old house. It was all stone wall, but he loved the way those drums sounded in that room. Yeah. It's just weird, man. You know, because sound huge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, he loved that. He he likes the the old bottom sound I guess but yeah but like my basement there's nothing up in there but it records pretty good yeah I mean it traps sound pretty well I don't know there's a lot of stuff down there to diffuse the sound that's true (laughs) (laughs) I'm not saying that negatively about your basement man no no, there's just a lot of stuff (laughs) there's a lot of stuff down there and I don't know, man. I don't want to talk about guitars. I found out a, a, another person has a couple of guitars that I'm like, ooh, I might need to talk to you. All right, sorry. So, Kevin, did you record your first <laughs> uh, EP in, in 2020? Was that just called Kevin Niehoff? Did yeah. you record that yourself also? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, it's just like, that was just what I, and it, I did it like right when COVID hit. So, like, I had a bunch of free time and that's just kind of what I did. Like, I just I did the same thing, but on a smaller scale. I would like look up, like how to pr- like mix like acoustic guitar stuff, and like it was just the songs that I had written up to that point. Um, but yeah, yeah. I'm, I I did all the production for that, but like I don't really like it's it to me. It sounds amateur. I like I just I don't really. But yeah, uh, it sounds like you're uh, starting a journey, man. You know what I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think really y'all does. be proud of that. Yeah, yeah. seriously. It, 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 it kind of shows the the, um, the evolution of songs because a lot of those ended up, I think even, what was the one that we're not going to play? Bittersweet, wasn't that on that? No, that's, well, that's on the latest album, but Little Miss October is one that we're going to listen to that is on that. That was yeah. on that. See, I knew there was one or two that ended up being yeah. later becoming, uh, I guess what we call more produced, but I like stripped away stuff. It really shows the the... Ability to fill space with vocals and and those little fills and and I think it makes you better, makes yeah. you really think about the development of the tune. Yeah, and uh, yeah, dude, I I, thought, I like those type of raw stripped albums, and I, and I do feel like it's the beginning of. Although you had a couple songs before the actual release of the EP, didn't you? Yeah, there was like one that I did like a while, like a long time ago. I put out and like 
I, I don't think it's even on Spotify anymore. But oh, then, really? yeah, I I did like L- L- Little Miss October was a single off of that, and that's like was that was okay. the first thing. But okay. so you started playing at uh, playing guitar at seventeen, and you know practicing two, three, four hours a day. What at what point did you start writing songs? Uh, I would say like just a, a few months in, I think I started to try like what I was playing at that point. But I found that like even in the first few years I would try to write, like I was so like fixated on John Mayer and like how he was like writing his stuff. And I kept just running into a wall trying to write like that. Cause like, I just wasn't, I wasn't experienced enough to even like understand what he was doing in the first place. But like yeah. trying to write like him when you're, you've been playing guitar for two or three years, is like just an impossible task. But yeah. Yeah. Um, I, once I kind of realized like how to simplify like writing, I think that's when I started to kind of write stuff that I actually was like, that I wanted to show people and like that I could, like I could see myself like playing live and that kind of thing. But how does writing tend to unfold for you? Um, usually it starts with like a melody in my head. Like I'll just have like a chorus idea and then it just builds off that is typically like what'll happen. Like I, I'll be on Instagram maybe and I'll hit like play a, video or hear someone playing like some sort of guitar thing like they'll play one note in the beginning and then that'll like trigger something in my head and I'll like stop it and it'll like I'll just try and like yeah. play, play what I'm thinking and then just go from there huh. are you a voice memo guy yeah oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. my phone that's all my phone has is voice memos and notes it's just <laughs> lyrics yeah. right, if I was a if I was a hacker I just hack voice memos all day dude <laughs> right. there's some gems in there you yeah. know right. I messed up and played some of my voice memos for a family one time, and yeah, they got a big laugh out yeah, they of it. Think yeah. it was hilarious. <laughs> they thought it was hilarious. Wow. So I think I told you this story before. So like, I tend to <laughs> get my best ideas like when I'm on long walks. Okay. <laughs> and it's, it's usually like when I'm hiking back here and I'm going up a huge hill, so I'm out of breath. <laughs> So I'm recording a voice memo and it's like, <laughs> so it always, it always sounds like I'm crying. It sounds oh like I'm God. really emotional. <laughs> That's awesome. Every time I walk up the hill, I get emotional too. <laughs> well, I haven't done any voice memos in a long time. We got to pull our phone out and play our last voice memo. What do you think? I'll do it. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna... All right, let's see what this should be interesting. I hope it's not not just some singing stuff. It's gonna be <laughs> stupid. Don't cheat now. It's gotta be your last one. <laughs> I, I, I'll show you. I'm an MP3 recorder guy. All right, Fuzz. Oh, I played this for Brent just so he could hear this pedal. It's not bad. Oh, hold up. This is a free app. <laughs> This is a Brent West song I was playing for him. <laughs> I think I played the. <laughs> <laughs> that was mine. Heck oh, yeah. <laughs> that is not embarrassing. Uh, let's see what I got here. Yeah. I 
totally forgot about this song. I dig it, man. It's- You forgot about it? How'd you forget about a song? I have no idea how to play it anymore. Is that a full song? <laughs> Is that a full song? Yeah. Three minutes and, well, you may play the whole thing. I don't know about that. Hey, we don't, we don't even let our guests play the full thing. <laughs> yeah, no. All right, what uh, you got? This is, it's actually a song I I want to, like, record, but is it? Oh yeah, this is better than both of ours. Yeah. He wins. <laughs> oh yeah. I've always been the type to wonder. That's kind of in, in your playing style, man. Oh yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's thing, man. I've never tried to steal the thunder. Yeah, you need to finish it. <laughs> I guess the I guess the chorus part too. Doors are closed. I'm out of time. Sorry, but I'm about to step out of line. Hey, don't stop me. No, this ain't a democracy. I'm gonna do what I want because I got no one left to please. Yeah, that's the. Oh, yeah. I, I dig that. I dig that. <laughs> when you write that chicken one? dinner? Uh, I had that riff for a long time, and I just like. This week was like I just I need to write something over that. I can't just like let that sit. So yeah, that's cool. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, Neil, that remind me of your playing style, man. Yeah, I like it. Give me a little. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's check out another one. I got a uh, I got Lonely Heart. Is it Lonely Heart or Lovely? It's Lonely Heart, right? Yeah, Lonely Heart. Yeah. yeah, it's another one off the off degrees of separation. Um, I don't. Know, I just I'd been listening to a lot of just. I just like continue mirror John Mayer and like just that kind of like upbeat kind of style it um it's the this song I mean you'll hear it but and I never like really this is the first song I kind of like worked on the drums to like kind of drive the song and everything so um you can just like hear it and like the drums kind of push the song along so okay check it out lonely heart
Yeah, you definitely drive with those drums on that one. Definitely get what you want out of that. (laughs) Like, I just wanted to write something that was, like, more fun than, like, Mm -hmm. the slower stuff. I feel like that's, and, like, that's just, I don't know. I just felt like I was writing stuff that was pretty slow. So I wanted to pick up the pace a little bit. Starting to feel better about your breakup. Yeah, right. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, it just goes back to, like, kind of just, like, getting used to everything and, like, just live. And that's just, I don't know, the lyrics kind of reflect that. Just, like, you know, it's okay to like feel like that. Like you're just, you'll keep going and everything. So, yeah. So where did you get your, uh, you know, you're doing all the recording and all the mixing and everything. Where do you tend to get your production ideas? You know, like I heard a little trumpet in there. Yeah. And, uh, I, I don't know. I, <laughs> just, comes just, to just, you? just from like the music I listen to really just, I mean, like the Beatles influence and like John Mayer and um, there's like just, Another guy from Nashville named Dave Barnes that I listen to, he's kind of like country pop, like, <clears throat> um, and he also does a little like soul stuff too, but just, it's just a culmination of what I listen to, I think is the main thing. Yeah, sounds good, man. I was wondering if it was going to be a bedroom or, or a studio that that came out of, because it was one of the things is either you paid a bunch of money at a studio to do it, or, <laughs> you know, you just came up with the production of it because of all those little extra things and setting them in the right places and having, yeah. you know, it does make a difference. It makes it sound bigger and, um, you know, more, not more produced, but well produced, which I think always makes a difference in, in the listening experience for sure. So did you have trouble calling a song finished as you were doing all this? Yeah. Yeah. And that's like, <laughs> I mean, that's the, like the biggest thing about, like studio recording versus home is that like you have all it all there's no time limit like you can yeah. do whatever no you want you're not paying. no money yeah <laughs> so like i mean i i i bounced probably like at least 20 masters of every song out like yeah. just like I'd, I'd throw in my car like listen to it and like i'd find something else and i'd be like well that shouldn't be there like that sounds bad like i need to go back and redo it so like yeah i like that was the the biggest luxury was being able to just redo whatever i needed to and um, but it, it, it made it harder, definitely, because yeah. I had to, I couldn't, I didn't have to make those decisions. Like, it was just, I yeah. just found out as I went. I did that for the longest time. Every time I would learn something new that would make things sound a lot better, I'd want to go back and remix everything I did before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> got to put a stamp on it. Yeah. Got to end it. Got to put a period on it. Yeah. I've definitely learned that now, but I, I, I did that with the album. Like, at, like so... I released the album in like Two groups, groups of songs. Yeah. So I, I did four songs and four and then I did like the last one. I just put it on there as well. But um, I think I released the first group in November and then the next one in December and the full album in fe- February. But between December and February, I basically remixed like every song because I like at that point had like learned more. So like I, I thought it would help and it ended up just like some of the songs I didn't even use that I like like I, I didn't use the newer version. I used the old one because it just sounded better to me. So, but <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, you could <laughs> blow those ears out real quick. Yeah, that. you can also lose track of time doing those things. Yeah. Next thing you know, it's like you've been in there for ten hours and haven't eaten. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been there for sure. <laughs> so, for our listeners that that want to get more familiar with you, Kevin, where can they find you? Uh, Spotify, Apple Music, all that. Just anyway, SoundCloud, all that. 
YouTube. All right. You can go to that, like Instagram and give us uh, all yeah, that good yeah. stuff. Yeah. So social media is just Kevin Niehoff Music um, on Facebook and Instagram. Man, we'll spell Niehoff for yeah. us. <laughs> N-I-E-H-O-F-F. Well, man, we appreciate you talking with us. Yeah. We are going to uh, gonna go out with the call. Tell us about the call. Sounds good. Um, that was the first song I wrote off the album. And I actually had it written for like a long, like since like, like it's it's been like a year and a half, I think. But like I had the idea and then like once I had the time to finish it, I like went through and wrote the verses and everything. But that main like chorus part where the phone phone call hits is like, I had that idea for a while, but then um, with like more context, I guess I was able to finish the song and like make it more personal to me. But so then yeah. you had to search YouTube for telephone effect. Yeah, I, I, I actually no, I I recorded that with my phone. Like oh. the, yeah, so that's actually from that's actually like just a like a clip that I took from my phone, and then oh, okay. um, I had some friends like do like this little like like yell part for the song too. It's kind of funny, but um, you'll you'll hear it. But yeah. All right. Well, man, we appreciate you coming in. Yeah. We're going to stick, have you stick around and do some one-shots for us. Sounds good. I appreciate being here. All right. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, man. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I lost somebody that I loved last night Yeah, sure, I'll paint the picture We were drinking bourbon under neon signs I was trying to take it slow Slow as I always do And then she said Listen, baby, this has got nothing to do with you And it's probably way overdue I knew that it was coming, but I didn't know what to say So I called my best friend and said, hey Hey, brother, are you free to hang later? Stock the beer refrigerator I think it's really over this time I'm not sure I'm alright He said She was crazy anyway Glad you finally turned the page Don't you know I'd never run from your side No matter how hard the fight Pretty bad this time Yeah, cause now it's over I can't start up any pointless fight I hope she takes it slow Yeah, I really do Cause even though are not together I still promise that I would be there forever and I'd always care 
I'm trying my best just to wish her well Cause I know she don't have a best friend to tell Hey brother, are you free to hang later? Stock the beer refrigerator I think it's really over this time And I'm not sure I'm alright He said Then all I need is my brothers till the end